Robbie, are you you going? <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to this emergency broadcast of Reckless Speculation. We have a what seems to be a conclusion of the Harbaugh Michigan Big Ten possibly Fox drama that um, we have been surrounding ourselves with in the last week. Um, before we get into it, um, we have the usual crew, two of the three. Uh, Tom, uh, I guess, happy conclusion day? Yeah, I mean, the nonsense is over with uh, for now, we'll say. Uh, and it was interesting because I was posting a lot on the social media uh, from our show last night with Michelle, who, I mean, if you haven't seen it, go back and check it out. Yes. Uh, there was a lot of great insights, but um, uh, so th- there was all speculative. Uh, and right after I posted, here comes this decision. So it was kind of like a moot point. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that that we can all move on, whether side you're you know for it or against it, we can yeah. move on. And, and we're, we're going to get to that. We're yeah. going to that. Brandon, welcome in your uh, somewhat Michigan colors. No, these are Preds colors. Let's get it straight. Don't get it twisted. I don't want to hear any shit on the the reactions to me wearing Michigan. Not at all. This is Preds, Nashville Preds. All right. This is what happens when when America's team takes over. Um, Before I get to Tom, who is a Michigan guy, Brandon, I'm going to start with you. Let's just talk. Who won this thing? Um, man, this 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 feels like Fox behind the scenes kind of stepped in. I think the Big Ten realized that they made a mistake um, collectively, and I think this was the best outcome, you know, for all parties involved. I think to take the spotlight off of the big 10 and, you know, this rush to judgment, obviously there was some things going on there with the cheating, stealing signs, blah, blah, blah. But we've all had this discussion before. Watch our other podcasts. Um, it, it was, I think, I think it's, it's sweeping it on the rug kind of, but yet there was some punishment and I think everyone can be happy with this and walk away. I think the big 10 and uh, Michigan, you know, this, this was a good outcome for both because uh, it, it could have had a bad spotlight on for a long time. People could have fought this for a long time. I started thinking around, like I was, you know, working today and I started looked up and it was one o'clock around that and I checked Twitter and I was like, man, nothing's, nothing's been said. Like I was, was like, very it's quiet, too quiet for this kind of thing with a mm-hmm. hearing the, tomorrow. The eve, the eve of the court. Uh, yeah. Hearing. And so there's travel arrangements being made for, for Michigan t- players, assistant coaches. So I, I thought something was going to come down. I didn't know exactly what, um, Tom, what, who, who do you think won? I mean, I guess when you, you look at the grand scheme of things, Petiti won because he got what he requested, ultimately. Um, 
I'm disappointed in a sense that I, I think whether you want to admit or not, admit it or not, I, I think having Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines for next Saturday's game um, was important um, because, you know, Brandon will agree with me that he wants Michigan at their best, just like I'd want Ohio State at, at their best. So um, him not being there, uh, you know, I – I, I guess you you look at the grand scheme of things. It, it seemed like they they were going to battle with this thing. Uh, there was a lot of talk, and and yeah, you know, I think they they came in here with a big gun, and you know, it just it 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 didn't come to fruition. I, I think the reality is they knew that they were more than likely going to fight a losing battle in a sense with the judge. In my yeah, opinion. so I, I I agree with that I think. I think ultimately this battle was lost last Friday, Saturday, when the judge didn't sign that emergency order. Then you're like, well, where's the harm? The longer things like that go, the worse it gets for the petitioning party that's claiming an emergency. Um, I live with a belief that people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Uh, Brandon, so you're a fan of the other premier big 10 team. Um, we all know college sports is dirty and, and from mm-hmm. on one level or another, like whether it's sign, sign stealing or, you know, breaking rules or pushing the, the toe in the line, how happy or unhappy are you with, let's say, uh, Petiti won, if that's the premise. How happy are you that this com- brand new commissioner now is wielding this much power as it moves forward? Because he's I'm essentially a, starting yeah. new power as a commissioner. Yeah, he's 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 ruffling a lot of feathers here. I, I don't like it. Uh, you know, this whole move before the NCAA. And, you know, like we talked about several times, they the Big Ten commissioner is supposed to be fighting for the schools in the Big Ten and protecting those schools. Um, what other commissioner in the Power Five would impose these kind of sanctions, jumping the gun before investigations are done? Like, I think he's trying to make a big splash too soon, uh, trying to act like... Uh, I don't know, but it, it I, I'm not happy with it. I don't like the direction that it's heading with him in charge right now. Um, you know, but there's a flip side to this. It, what, what if they're back channel conversations saying, hey, let's go ahead and get ahead of this. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit last night. Let's go ahead and get ahead of this. Let's just, you know, give a little slap on the wrist and it the NCAA can't come in and nothing will be done. This will all go away. Yeah. I could see, I could see something like that, you know, being done as well, where it's like, all right, we look bad for, you know, a week or two and then, you know, time heals all. Right. So, yeah. And and that's a good point. And we brought this up last night about is Fox involved behind the scenes? Is the NCAA Fox is always involved. Yeah, there's a lot of money at hand. Yeah. Fox is definitely involved. 
Well, Michelle brought that up last night that um, there was specula- speculation. I thought I, I enjoyed how she added that word in there, speculation, since this is reckless speculation, um, that Fox, the NCAA, and the Big Ten were kind of, uh, you know, making some moves, you know, behind the scenes. So it it does um, make you question if, if, if Fox – and the NCAA got in there and said, hey, you know what? If Michigan agrees to this suspension and that's it, um, will you back off? And uh, and then another thing I heard today, perusing the Twitter uh, channels, uh, somebody posted a, uh, posed a question basically saying, is there uh, an agreement here that Petiti might be stepping down? after season's end perhaps. And that was one of the agreements to Michigan kind of, uh, you know, agreeing to their deal uh, makes you wonder because, you know, like we said last night and, and on Saturday, um, th- it's going to be tough to, to mend that relationship, not only between Michigan and Petiti, but Michigan and, and the other schools in the conference. So um, this is all new. This is all fluid. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to find out a lot more, as the uh, weekend goes, I'm sure uh, ESPN's mule Pete Thamel will be uh, all over this. Ironically, though, he's been very silent on this. He really, he's on, yeah, he's only been reporting on uh, uh, James Madison being screwed by the NCAA, but that's a whole nother topic. But, but, but I think they've got a lawsuit coming as well. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the uh, attorney general in Virginia is uh, yeah. possibly filing a lawsuit, but. Uh, and so keep, but keeping on Michigan, uh, Harbaugh now is sitting out six games this year. Yep. We talked about either of those, was it, was it, uh, I can't remember late last week or this week about him possibly being spiteful and this keeping him at Michigan. Does the pendulum now swing? Like, I mean, he had to sign off on this, I assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the where where does this land on the never ending question of does he stay or does he go to the NFL? Tom, what do you uh, think? To me, it 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 begins and ends how this season ends. Uh and that goes too with the quarterback. If if Michigan wins the national championship, both Harbaugh and JJ are gonna go to the NFL. Um, but if they don't, I, I think what has happened has given Jim Harbaugh kind of new life, we'll say, uh, maybe a bad taste in his mouth to really uh, go out and get that trophy just to spite the NCAA and to spite um, Tony Petiti. So, um, again, if if they win, then he's he's got no reason to come back. And, and they already have his replacement who's going to uh, – by the season's end, he'll – He'll had four games under yeah. under his belt as as coach. So if if they win the national championship, he's gone. If they don't, we're going to see him back next year. Um, Brandon. So let's play it forward. Let's just assume Ohio State wins, um, in a week and I guess nine days. Uh, just just nine days, not a week and nine days, but in nine days, Ohio State wins. What does the committee do with Michigan? Assuming, let's say, assuming everyone holds serve, but there's an upset in the Pac-12 championship. So we're sitting with Georgia, 
Ohio State, Florida State, undefeated, Michigan with one loss, and the Pac-12 winner with one loss. That's tough. Um, I don't see Michigan or Ohio State, whoever loses a one-loss um, non-champion getting in if it's to boot a Pac-12 one-loss champion. Like, that has merit, right, the, the championship. Yeah. That's what they've always said, and that's why all these, you know, the schools, uh, conferences started getting these championship games in in place because of that, because it holds so much merit. So I, I would see whoever loses is out. There's only going to be one Big Ten team in this year, in my opinion. Um, there's too many other, you know, irons in the fire that, that could make it. So, um, yeah, the SEC is a little more interesting to me. You know, what if, what if Bama wins the championship and you got a one loss Georgia, you got a, or a zero. Yeah. Just, they lost their, the SEC championship game like that. That one's a little more interesting to me, but yeah, I mean, who knows what the committee is going to do. Well, and on the flip side, Ohio State's definitely out if they lose to Michigan. If you lose to Michigan without your head coach, their head coach, you're you're done. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why, like I said last night, I mean, I'm on the Ohio State fan base side that I want Harbaugh there. I, yeah, I it, hel- it helps Ohio State if he coaches, regardless of it, the outcome. Yeah. I mean, we want to play them at their best. And, and I've said this time and time again on the show um, – the Big Ten is better when Michigan and Ohio State rivalry is good and both teams are good. College football uh, is better. College football is better for that and, and so on and so forth. So, it, you know, although it was fun kicking their ass for 10 years and whatever straight, <laughs> uh, that, 10 out now of they're stepping yeah. up. Now, now they're, they're, they're back, and now this is a rivalry again, and it, it, makes, it makes it more fun. I mean, I spent – way too much money to go to the game last year and watch us lose at home. But <laughs> it was awesome because it was like two verse three. So it was great. Yeah. Um, Tom, any chance Michigan gets in with a loss to Ohio State? No, I don't I don't think so. And 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 I've I've talked about this before. Um obviously the committee put two Big Ten teams in last year uh, and it didn't really bode well for uh the 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 playoff both losing in the first round so um i don't think they're gonna do that again because there's so many more scenarios at play uh and i way it sits right now it just sounds to me like michigan's going to stay at three no matter what they do and um if now if if ohio state was sitting at one uh and they lost uh maybe Maybe yeah, they, they would drop them the four. Um, oh, but are we? Am I sensing some, cons- con- some conspiracy of this move this week to keep two Big Ten teams te- out, moving Georgia to one? Harbaugh and, and uh, Ryan Day playing each other in the the Natty. Can you imagine yeah. that? Oh my goodness! I, but I, 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 w- mean, I will say this: I will say this for the whole two teams in from the same conference. The committee, and it's going to stop because it's the last year of it, but they need to get over this whole, we don't want to have a rematch one month later. Like, stop it. Like, who, who cares? cares? It doesn't like, matter. Like, get it last done. year, yeah. 
the winner of Michigan Ohio State and that semifinal would have been much better against than Georgia versus TCU, which mm-hmm. was a boat race. And it's yeah. like, yeah, stop with that. We want to avoid rematches because you're gonna get you, you may get them anyway. Like when Alabama and Georgia two out of three years paired up. I mean, that's the thing. Like they're they're supposedly you know picking the four best teams in the order or whatever. But come on, this is all, it's all politics and you know whatever going into it trying to set up matches and get the most tv ratings and fan base blah 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 well i mean you i i saw a graphic come out today uh and i don't know the like i mean the the legitimacy of it and it said largest fan bases in college football ohio state was number one um texas was two michigan was three I mean, if you're going by that sense, uh, wouldn't you want to have two of the top three fan bases representing your playoff, perhaps possibility? So, um, but again, I I don't believe uh, Boo on the C, uh, the CFP committee when he says that they're only judging what's on the field. I I firmly believe 100%. that there's there's uh, somewhat of a, a collusion going on in that that. Uh, decision-making for, you know, keeping Michigan where they're at. So um, I do believe that the suspension hurts Michigan ultimately. Um, Well, so sticking with Michigan. So is this all handshake and move on between Michigan and the big 10? Just a week ago, we're talking about guns a blazing. There could be a breakup. There could be chaos in, in college football. Is this everyone simmer down? They've had a weekend. They've had lawyers talk, and everything's good. What are you hearing in Michigan, Tom? There hasn't been a whole lot coming out, and and the gist of what I'm hearing is is um, that maybe there was some hyperbole involved with some threats and whatnot, but. Um, I, I think it boils down to after the season, you know, they have meetings. Um, there's going to be a time where, where these teams that kind of <coughs> encouraged, encouraged Petiti to, to take action, they're going to have to confront Michigan uh, at some point. And one team's got to confront them next week. So um, will they be able to hash out, you know, their differences? Michigan claims they had, they had evidence on other teams. How much do I believe? Who knows? I mean, this whole thing has been blown way out of proportion in my estimation, but um, I think it, 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 it boils down to, okay, will changes be made? This 1994 ruling uh, that is way out, outdated uh, needs to be changed. They need to do away with the signals. Uh, so I think there's a lot of, lot of things to come into play. Ultimately, Michigan more than likely will stay in the Big Ten, um, and that's based upon – the, the Big Ten kind of agreeing that, all right, we'll squash the inv- investigation and, and and we'll leave it up to the NCAA. And the NCAA basically has known about this for a year or two and they haven't taken any action on it. So my guess is this thing's just going to kind of die off and, you know, everything will remain status quo in the, in the end. Um, I will say shout out to Michelle. Uh, she was writing her little post today. The, the the big losers in all of this 
are the lawyers. You're talking about, not kidding you, millions of dollars in billable hours over this fight. Um, yeah, but so, you don't think they got paid? Well, they got paid up to today, but they were about to get seriously paid. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think for college football, it's good that this is dying down now and, like, you can start to focus a little bit more on uh, the play. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been wild. I mean, uh, Brandon, you as a Big Ten person, too, is – all's well that ends well is it just everyone move on and let's see what happens next or is there any ships rocking that you foresee no this this ends here um i i, I don't think the ncaa is going to step in they're they're too cowardice and they have no control or power in college football um the the only thing i have left is uh march madness that's it mm-hmm. everybody can Take their ball and go somewhere else if they want to, and they know that. And they're just they're just collecting paychecks and sitting by and and hanging out. Um, or they would have done something. This is this is to end the you know media fiasco. Right. Um, all right. There's been punishment. There's been um, everything's justified or judgment is been handed down whatever you want to call it it it's done it's over here's the punishment everyone's agreed to it let's move on i mean this is just ridiculous in my opinion everyone still signs if you have if you think someone's stealing signs or you even everyone's trying to get an edge just change your damn sign like <laughs> do something different i mean you know whatever it, it, it's so dumb like bill bill burr was on rich eisen show and uh I, I love his uh, what he thought about that. He goes, "You got, you got a guy on the sideline holding up a slice of pizza, and then he's got another guy with the pie sign. And it's like, if you can decipher that, ah, you should, <laughs> probably shouldn't be in college football. You should be doing something else." And I absolutely agree there. I mean, you got four four people wearing different colored jerseys and hats, you know, looking foolish on the sidelines, you know, hanging off signs. And, and I mean, what's what, I mean, it's, it's, it's just mumbo jumbo. And um, I think the reality is the NCAA was involved here in this decision and uh, they signed off on it. I think that tells me that, you know, this thing is, it's dead in the water for the most part. Well, you know, we're doing a, a short show before we get out of here. Brandon brought up a point that I haven't thought about quite yet till he just brought it up or at least semi brought it up. Did Petiti actually stumble on the death knell of the, like we've been saying that NCAA is on its death knell for years now, but did him overstepping his boundaries and usurping the power of the NCAA in this situation, and then the university agreeing to it, did in a way the conferences say, we don't need you even, we need you even less because we can now manage our own 
disciplinary tracks. And he he got like eleven other schools to yeah. sign off on it as well. So well, and that that's what made me even think of it is because you look at schools that do self-imposed sanction or you know penalties or whatever to try and combat any other outside entity wanting to punish them or whatever. Uh, this is kind of that at a larger scale on the flip side, right? Like, so you could see that argument in that point. And now as an outsider, not being privy to these conversations in the back channels, yeah. we can see, or, or we can, you know, speculate that, all right, well, Petiti is just an asshole and blah, 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 did all this. But on the other side, what if he's, you know, the un, unsung hero here that yeah. actually yeah. stepped in and did all this for the sake of the Big Ten and to keep the NCAA away from, yeah. you know, what's going on. And what if they wanted to suspend Harbaugh for a year or something, you know? Something. Well, yeah, it, it's one of those things like, yeah, I'm not saying Petiti's – I mean, I'm sure he is smart. I don't know the guy never – didn't even know his name till the, last week. But – He's kind of like the guy that's trying to, you know, trying to make lemonade and develops hydrogen peroxide by accident. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of what right. it seems like this could be. <laughs> I, I so, mean, it's a good analogy. He, it, it's hard to it's hard to kind of think. I want that on my tombstone. Try to make <laughs> lemonade. Try to make <laughs> lemonade. Invented <laughs> hydrogen peroxide. Well, I mean. When it's all said and done, you, you you think you look back and you see investigation, you know, still was well underway. There was no conclusions about anything, and you know he deals out this this punishment. So um, he jumped the gun uh, for whatever reason. I, I I think he felt confident enough that he had the backing of the majority of the schools in the conference. Um, but I, I mean, ultimately. It, there will always be a black mark when it comes to Tony Petiti in Ann Arbor. Uh, and uh, as a Michigan fan, uh, I hope things go my way next week. Um, sorry, Brandon, which I would think you would say the same thing to me. Um, and I want to see Tony Petiti have to hand Jim Harbaugh, you know, the big 10 championship trophy. Yeah. So um, there is uh, the thought was, would there be uh, a punishment beyond next week's game? And, and the answer is no. So um, at least we have that to look forward to potentially. I, I think at the end of the day, what solved or solved this problem, or at least came to an agreement of this problem was the difference between an NCAA and, and you've heard this throughout the last 30, 40 years, the NCAA does not have subpoena power. So you only have to give them what you want to give them. Once the lawsuit is opened up, each side has subpoena power. And this could have gotten as dirty as yeah. each side wanted it to. They could have subpoenaed. Well, who told you this? Where'd you get the information? It could have gotten mm -hmm. ugly for an entire conference. There's now, a hey, um, cooler the, heads the, finally prevailed and said, hey, no one there's wants. A, there's a tweet that I uh, I have here, uh, and it posed a really interesting question. Um, do I think Michigan had some some dirt on other programs? More than likely, 
But here's here's a here's an interesting thing. Ryan Dempsey at Ryan Dempsey 313, he says, for anyone who was wondering if University of Michigan feared a stallion's deposition or discovery in their breach of contract case, this is their answer. So it makes you wonder if this thing would have gotten dirty, uh, that they would have had to bring stallions in and, and under oath, <laughs> you know, was there some things, was there some uh, shit in the game here that Michigan um, was trying to cover up? And um, uh, obviously that more than likely would have come out in, in discovery. So I thought that tweet was really interesting yeah. Um, because a lot of things make sense on both sides as to why they would abruptly um, call this thing off. Well, yeah, because I mean, first question for Scallions would be, who all have you worked for? And because I find it very hard to believe this is one rogue school, one rogue guy, and there could be a have, whole network of other schools. Let's involved. just let's just say. I'm shopping. I have secrets on Purdue on what they run. Guess who all plays Purdue? <laughs> you know, like would y'all be interested oh, for sure. in information? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so this, this this was a whole thing. I, I think, you know, the selling, like we talked about last night, is a it was a high possibility because they do not want to open up this whole, you know back road channel to several different schools in the big 10 bad spectacle for big 10 bad spectacle for Michigan and any other parties that they have dirt on or whatever. Cause let's, let's be honest. Everyone's trying to get an edge. Uh, this could have got ugly. That's why I think the silent hitter was Fox with the Fox. big money. Yep. I think they came in and they were like, all right, we, we got to get this over with a uh, little, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Get out of here and shut it down. Not to mention, not to mention, you know, who's been kind of the, the, the leader of this whole thing. It's been the worldwide leader ESPN. Mm-hmm. So I think, this I think there's their, been a yep. competitor. So I think there's Direct been a huge divide of, of, People, you know, believing everything ESPN saying and and not really trusting what uh, Fox College Football has to say. So I think the best interest of Fox was, hey, um, for the Big Ten sake and for uh, all of our sake, let's let's get this thing shut it down. And, yep, <laughs> just not shut it down. Yep. It uh, it really makes it hard to believe that the SEC is still one. I think what. 14 of the last 17 championships without doing this kind of nonsense, you know, it just shows the different level of talent and coaching. You know, we can just do it without having, you know, any kind of scandals. Well, some of the SEC teams, not Tennessee, obviously that's, that's not one of them. So, Hey, you can, you can sit there on your high horse all you want, Uh, but not since 98, bro. (laughs) Hey, trivia question. uh, Seven only seven teams have been ranked number one in the CFP rankings. Who can name them? Only seven. The entire history of CFP rankings: Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, um, Clemson, Michigan. Four. No, Mich- no, I don't think Michigan was. Um, 
Uh, Oregon? No. 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 Notre Dame was, well, I don't think it was Notre Dame. Oh, gosh. Um, Don't, it wasn't. Tennessee's one of them. Yep, Tennessee's one of them. I knew it. That's the whole reason you asked that question. <laughs> just so you can be ranked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we're done with this answer. This uh, is just complete. Florida. This no, is a I don't setup. Think Florida this State. Is a setup. Uh, well, TCU wasn't. They weren't. Gosh. I can't even remember. Texas with Texas? No. I'm, no. I, can't, I can't remember. I remember the sixth one. I can't remember the seventh one, though. <laughs> what? How are you going to give a trivia question? Well, I did I know you're not gonna get I know you're not gonna get the sixth one that I can think of. Well, it was Mississippi State was the one you'll never get. Really? Yeah, the very wow. first CFP. Dan Mullen had them at number one. What about Auburn. Uh you know. Maybe it was Florida State. Or LSU. Know. Or LSU. I think it maybe I think it was LSU. That yeah, yeah the year they, they Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tennessee, Ooh. Mississippi State. That's what's important. Mississippi what happened, State. What happened, to, what happened to Tennessee that year? It won the Orange That's... Bowl. Beat Clemson. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, uh, Tennessee or South Carolina uh, ran out of fireworks that day. Yeah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think this year, uh, I've said it in previous shows. The committee has to get it right, and. They've already got their hands full with uh, – they continue to march Texas up there at number seven and uh, Alabama at eight when you know damn well uh, if Alabama wins the SEC championship game, they are going to be represented in the CFP. So, yeah. um, and, and I think uh, – I was watching Crane and Company this morning and uh, they're – they labeled this Saturday, Separation Saturday or something like that, you have um, Texas going to Iowa State. That could be a big, big-time game. You have Washington and Oregon State. So this whole top five, top six could be looking very different come come Sunday. So, uh, And we've all said the same thing. It's going to play itself out by the end yep. of the season. It, yeah. It, there, there won't be any questions. We'll know. It's going to be – it, it, I think it actually will be – Fairly easy for the committee uh, by the which the which it should be. Uh-huh. Let let play on the yeah. field dictate their decisions, yep. and and I, really I think this could be the year that they get it done, just based upon you know games that will be played uh, at the end of the season, the, the, matchups that the we worst have. case scenario for the committee is if Alabama beats Georgia, and you have a two time champion with one loss. Are you going to leave them out? That's the hardest part. Well, you know, we, we talk about we talk about networks having influence. Um, until I see it, I will not believe an SEC champion is getting left out of the playoff. I, I don't think so either. But I wish I wish there was some type of baseline or reference that that is a gauge for the the college football playoff, like. How much merit? How many points do you get for winning your Georgia's conference play- versus uh, you know only being a one loss team? Like, 
where does that rank? You know, instead of just being like judgmental amongst the board that is being lobbied and, you know, whatever. It's just, there's no clear judgment or path there. So it's, you know, it's like the inspectors I deal with every day. It's like, you know, there's a, there's a general law of code, but it's open to interpretation <laughs> to the inspector, which is completely asinine. Well, you guys, like, when we talk about easy schedules and we like to give the Big Ten a hard time, we being SEC people, Georgia's only played two away games thus far. One at Auburn, they won by seven. And at Vanderbilt, which is a home game. And that game, for everybody. that game was, was – Contested until probably yeah. the last five six minutes of it. I, yeah, I think so with, I mean, Georgia, with Georgia, they haven't played like the Georgia we've seen, you know, up until the last probably three four weeks. So I, I think they deserve to be where they're at right now, based on you know their their offensive's taken off, and it seemed like as soon as Brock Bowers went down, Carson Beck upped his game and did what he had to do. And now he's back uh, with Lad McConkey. I think that's a very dangerous offense again. So um, it, it I, 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 that's a conundrum. And, and again, I think you look at separation Saturday, this game is huge for Georgia this week at Tennessee. They can't mess this up because I think the committee is going to look at this game and that's going to decide a lot when it comes down to decision-making. Oh, well, if they lose this game, then the SEC championship game is an elimination for sure. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And then then you have Pac-12. Um, who does Florida State have left? Let me look at this. Right. Do they have anybody left? Louisville. <laughs> It'll probably come down to Louisville in the, uh, in the ACC championship game. I think Which, I think Florida State's really good, but they're really good in a year that a lot of teams are really good. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if their resume does it for me. I just I, you can't really trust them either. You know, uh, they're so no, so they play no, no, that yes, yeah, so they North Alabama this week at five and five Florida, and then TBD, which is going to be Louisville. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's I mean, just not a great schedule. They're marching them up at four for now because I, I, I think they feel obligated. Although I really believe Washington currently has it has a has a better yeah, resume than than Florida State. Um, so, but it, there's I, there's another like, you know thing. I like Oregon above Washington yeah. personally. Oh, so do I. So do I. But you know, I know Washington beat them, but. Well, you you look at you look at the scenario that um, you know Texas and Alabama are in. You know same, Texas is where they're scenario. at because yep. you know they yep. beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. So I I, I think they give them that for, for now, <laughs> but when push comes to shove, they, they won't be so generous. In yeah, my um, I agree. Did Lamar just go out for the season? Is that what I? Is that what I'm Mark saying? Andrews. Uh, no, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews just got hurt. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm not watching. I don't have anything on in here. So. Uh, one of my text threads it said uh, that did not look good. So, and I I looked over and I seen he was gimping off the field. So. 
which we have to do an boys, NFL show sometimes. So yeah, we didn't get yeah. our picks in. Yeah, Laura boys, good short, shorty, shortish show tonight. Shortish. Um, yeah, we still managed forty on. minutes. Yeah, I know. But I'm it's sure more information's more information's going to come out. Um, so uh, we're going to do a show on Monday night because of the holiday situation, and we yeah. will be joined again by Michelle. Uh, to give her take on the 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 current state of college football, not just Michigan, because she's uh, she's very versed uh, in college football in general. So we'll have her back on Monday night, and uh, we definitely look forward to that. The the Maui yeah. Invitational starts on Monday. I will be at the bar at two thirty, and so <laughs> I'll either be talking a lot or not talking much. We'll see. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah. yeah. Either way, we'll we'll have another fire show. So look forward uh, to that. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. And then uh, we'll be back on Monday with a brand new show. And uh, boys, always enjoy it. Take yeah. it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation.